This is Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier Podcast First Take. Here's my story. Cash Whiteley is a man. Cashman Cash Whiteley has been fighting his whole life. The 59-year-old unhoused man sleeps most nights on the grounds of a Claremont church. There's not as many ants there as there are other places. I can't get ants in all this. Whiteley said this as he pointed to the gruesome open wound on the left side of his face. In 2018, an unhoused woman intent on killing him hit him in the face with a large rock. The infection, which Whiteley believes to be in his gums, emerged weeks later. Aside from a few courses of antibiotics, he's had no relief since. The pain is excruciating, making sleeping more than a couple hours per night near impossible. The risk of infection is constant. It's now progressed to the point where he can't eat solid food because it's agonizing to open his mouth and chew. I've been to six emergency rooms. Okay, and I haven't been treated in over 13 times. Yeah. Some of the emergency rooms I went to two or three times. And no one has any idea? They just told me to go, go to my regular doctor. Whiteley said the routine has been to see his regular doctor at East Valley Community Health Center in Pomona, who then sends him to another doctor, then that doctor to another, and so on. He eventually winds up with an appointment with a specialist in Los Angeles. But his Tri-Cities Mental Health Services-affiliated social worker isn't permitted to transport him out of the facility's Claremont-Laverne-Pomona coverage area. It's a tragic round-robin loop of failure, on repeat, with Whiteley's suffering compounding all the while. Most of the doctors and physicians' assistants who've seen him believe his wound to be skin cancer. Others say it's cellulitis. Regardless of the diagnosis, the bottom line is Whiteley needs immediate medical attention for the open wound. I've had three doctors say I need to be hospitalized, but I'm not hospitalized yet. But, I ask him, what about the Hippocratic Oath? That's unless you're homeless. If you're homeless, who cares? The state doesn't pay them enough money to help me, apparently. It makes me feel like, like, like I have always felt. Not worth anything. And the bad part is, is they'll look at you and say, well, you're right, you're not worth anything. Tragically, it seems Whiteley's course was set early on. Born in Madera, California, the county seat of Madera County, about 50 miles north of Fresno, he grew up in a nearby small cattle ranch. He doesn't want to talk much about his family. I was thrown out in the street at 17 years old. I went to work for the carnival because it was all I could get. I have literally been kicked around, told I'm inadequate and I'm no good from the time I can remember. Literally, my mother always said, go away, you bother me. You're just like your father, no good. That's all I've ever heard. He's worked a series of odd jobs for months at a time, in carnivals, pizza parlors, Christmas tree lots, and dozens of others, since leaving home at 17. Whiteley said his ADHD diagnosis is partially to blame for his inability to hold a job. So I never really made any money. You made enough to get an apartment or anything? No, I never made enough. My wife made all the money. 
That would be Susan, the Native American girl he fell in love with in 1988 when they were both working a carnival in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The next year, the couple traveled with the carnival for a season. By the time it shut down that winter, Susan was pregnant. They'd saved enough money to rent a house, but neither had work. Their son Robert was born in June 1990. Jonathan followed in January 1993, and a daughter, Raylene, in April 1999. In 2000, the couple split. He says he's not able to visit his kids because his ex-wife will call the police if he comes around. I don't ask why. The divorce and its aftermath clearly continue to haunt him. He's been on the streets ever since. He hasn't seen his children in more than a decade, nor has he met his two grandchildren. Whiteley's life had been on the upswing before his health began, quote, going crazy, he said. He was still unhoused, but he had a car, a PT Cruiser, and was making deliveries for DoorDash. For four months, he chipped away at the $1,500 a friend had loaned him to buy the car, and he'd finally paid him back. He had $3,000 in the bank. Things were looking up. But soon after the assault, the pain in his mouth became debilitating. Then his savings were depleted because he was unable to work. The church where he'd been parking his by-then-broken-down car and sleeping overnight told him he had to move. With his money gone, he took the church up on its offer to give his car to charity. Now I'm sleeping on the ground with the bugs, with open wounds. We've gone from compassion to torture overnight. Whiteley's only vices are cigarettes and, quote, too much coffee, he said, belying the stereotype of the unhoused person as addicted and or mentally ill. There are many around who aren't addicted to drugs or aren't mentally ill. The, most, the majority of them are. With 22 hard years of street life behind him, Whiteley has a unique perspective on how to effectively approach the epidemic of unhoused Americans. Getting people off destructive habits. Addictions and so forth. Their addictions... Their psychological hang-ups, things like this. Once you get people out of that, or they, they can function, then you can offer them a chance to be productive. And that's the only thing I know of that makes any sense that might, might work. you got to treat the problem first. Then you can, can develop the person. Temporary housing, with beds for the night and a shower, is no solution, Whiteley contends. You don't realize that developing the person is the only permanent solution. Otherwise, you're just taking a band-aid on the cancer, and it doesn't do any good because the cancer never goes away. It just, it just spreads and gets worse. He believes getting people off the street should start with having them work for housing and meals. Give them a bit of a transition. Then start giving them a paycheck. Then start educating them. You don't change things. You'll go all out. I asked him what housed people have wrong about the unhoused community. The way I see it is that anybody who takes the time to pay attention to what's going on will learn something. Most people don't do that because they, then they don't want the responsibility that comes with it. Okay, it's a social problem. It's nothing else. 
You're not going to change people's minds if, if they want to be blind. With midday temps pushing 100 degrees on Monday, Whiteley and I stepped out onto the sidewalk in front of the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf location on Indian Hill Boulevard in Claremont. As he squinted against the sun, his black, open wound appeared even more alarming. I shook his hand, and I told him he was quite the fighter. I have no choice. If I, if I stop, if I stop, I'm dead. Folks, I have an update to this story. As I record this, Friday, August 12th, I have to report that on August 9th, after the story was published on our website, a friend of Whiteley's drove him to Los Angeles County USC Medical Center's emergency room, where he was seen by a doctor and has begun the process of dealing with the wound on his face. Today, August 12th, Whiteley's social worker drove him to the Union Rescue Mission's downtown L.A. medical facility in an effort to have him seen by its dental department. Whiteley talked to the courier's Tom Smith this morning, and he unfortunately walked away from Union Rescue Mission before he could be seen by a dentist, apparently frustrated by the volume of forms he was asked to complete. I called Whiteley this morning as well and got his voicemail. I left him a message letting him know there are many folks offering their help and getting him medical attention, myself included. His whereabouts are currently unknown. This has been Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier Podcast First Take. Thanks for listening. First Take's theme music was written by Mick Rhodes and Wyman Reese and performed by Mick Rhodes and the Hard Eight.